Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane, too, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? God bless you. Welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I am your host, John Ryan Cantu. Uh, this is the show that brings you leadership tips from business leaders, ministry leaders, uh, entrepreneurs, people who have been where you are, people who are where you are wanting to go. We bring them in and we bring we ask uh, them some different questions about their story and leadership, um, their their journey in leadership, and we just get their insight. So today's show uh, is a little bit different. This is a uh, um, th- this is actually being released a week later from the the the, the live um, broadcast that uh, that we did via our Facebook page, um, where we I, I interviewed a few different pastors um, on the topic of reopening churches. You know, just with everything that's been going on. Um, you know, this is a question that a lot of people seem to be asking, especially pastors. When do we reopen? When can we reopen? Um, so last week, uh, Governor Greg Abbott here in Texas, he announced phase one of reopening uh, Texas and many, many organizations, including churches and churches were never really close to begin with. But um, now that uh, restrictions are beginning to let up a little bit, uh, everyone is kind of asking that question, well, how do we do it? Um, and so I wanted to bring in a, a couple different uh, pastors. I actually interviewed, uh, well, a, a total of four, um, but uh, three different interviews, and we just got their perspective. A lot of them said pretty much the same thing, and I, I'm going to play one uh, of those three interviews here today. Um, if you want to catch the rest with my good friend, Matt Hammerski, uh, pastor here in Houston of Risen Nation Church, uh, as well as Brandon Barber, who is also a pastor here in Houston of Elevate People Church, you guys can go and check out our Facebook page. It's uh, at Leading Podcast, facebook.com slash leading podcast, and uh, you'll you'll be able to catch um, those those all those interviews there, but uh, just for for sake of time, I'm going to bring you this this one interview with uh, pastors J.R. Rodriguez of uh, uh, Vida City Church here in Houston, uh, and uh, his son Elazar Rodriguez. He's a, he's a good friend of mine, and so they they provide a, a lot of cool insight. And uh, they, they tackle on some of the questions that perhaps you're asking as a, as a leader, as a pastor, as we move into this next phase of this pandemic that I know everyone is over by now. And, and just but obviously we want to be safe. We want to be smart. Uh, we want to we want to think about our people, our congregation. And uh, um, so that's the purpose of this interview. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in um Pastors Jr. and and uh, Elazar for this interview. I hope you enjoy it. As always, if you do, please leave uh, a rating or review in iTunes. That really helps. Um, and uh, make sure that you're subscribed to to the podcast, um, and as well as connect with us via social media on Facebook and on Instagram. All right, guys, uh, enjoy this interview. Okay. 
Well, I appreciate you guys, you know, stopping by and uh, just answering some of these these questions. Uh, like I like I had mentioned, you know, the purpose of of the conversation is really to provide as much help for pastors as possible. You know, church leaders, a very uncertain, unprecedented time. Um, and so earlier, you know, earlier this week, Governor Abbott announced, you know, phase one of reopening Texas, and um, which calls to limit capacity to twenty five percent, which includes churches. Um, so that that would be you and me and, and and many others like us. So the question is, you know, how do we how do we do that? How do we reopen? And I've I've already gotten some text messages from different pastors. You know, just I guess we're trying to bounce ideas off of each other, and and, and no one's really I mean, we've never been through this before, and people want to be careful, but everyone's also eager to to get back. So that's kind of the the question that I wanted to bring uh, you to, you know, as as pastors. Um, and uh, we'll, I'll be interviewing a couple other pastors just to see, you know, it's going to be unique to to each church, I imagine. And, you know, each pastor leads differently. But uh, I think that this would provide some at least some confidence, you know, for other pastors kind of trying to make those decisions going forward. So, uh, again, thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll get to these these questions. And I'm sure you guys are are pretty busy and I'll let you guys go. But um, first of all, do, do you all have you all considered uh, reopening? Do y'all have any any plans for reopening? Um, and if if you do have any plans, what is what does that kind of look like? Well, um, we do have the plans of reopening. Not soon, even though we're able to mm-hmm. uh, already. You know, May first, even with the twenty five percent capacity. But uh, there's a statement that says, just because you can, doesn't necessarily mean you should. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, so um, we're going to gauge it. I, I, I put the safety, the health concerns of our congregation before anything else. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, we're just we're just going to wait and see. We don't want to contribute to a quick spike right. of, of, of this coming back and maybe shutting down the church longer than what it could be. So I don't know what else are your... Yeah, um, everything he said. And I think the best way we're, we're kind of just congregating is um to the drive-ins you know our cars are six feet apart um we encourage everybody to wear masks inside um no one's allowed to walk outside no one's allowed to use our restrooms mm-hmm. um the service is about an hour hour 15 hour 30 maybe um just to you know respect everybody's time and um you know you know everybody that you know works the cameras or you know works the parking lot is wearing a mask and um so you know we're, we're, that's our I guess that's our little reopening kind of but um, you know but we we, won't, we don't plan on throwing twenty five percent inside the sanctuary just to yeah say. what does it look like well I think I would like to see uh, these first three weeks of May yeah mm-hmm. my goal is to try to open depending as well on on what what uh, this uh, pandemic uh, you know looks like in the next 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 three weeks i would like to open on pentecost sunday yeah uh, symbolically uh pentecost sunday was when the church came to birth opened and yeah. so we would uh, reopen then but then again what does it look like uh i think we have to uh, put all the safety features in there as well and health uh you know issues there you know uh, you know you're gonna wear masks do they have gloves i i don't know where this pandemic is but definitely it's more than just opening up the doors and letting people come in yeah uh mm-hmm. our elderly we will probably you know not encourage them 
or encourage them not to come. <clears throat> they're probably the most spiritual ones. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're ready. Yeah, so it's going to be a challenge for all of us, but that's how ours kind of looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. So we put the date for May, you know, 31st or, or the last Sunday of May. From now to then, what needs to be in place? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, children's ministry can't can't have you know so so we're just just gauging even if it's 50 percent by by may 18th mm-hmm. uh i'm still kind of waiting uh, on right. that right yeah and, and i i think one of the tougher question is i mean how do you how do you bring in 25 percent? i mean do, do you just draw names from a hat do you say you know last names from here to here i mean it's that's kind of you know yeah. it's kind of it's it's, yeah. it's kind of sticky you, you don't know how to really manage that and so yeah that's that's a I had thought about that and I was like, I don't, I don't know how we would do that. Uh, pa- uh, Pastor Jarrell, I do want to ask you a question just because I know, uh, I know that your church has, you know, you have a, a good amount of young people, but you have also some, some elderly um, as, as we do as well. And we have been trying, you know, to stay connected with everyone via, you know, emails and, and, and social media and all that stuff. Um, how are you communicating with, with, with those who don't uh, maybe are not on social media Maybe they don't have email addresses. Um, I mean, I, I imagine for for a good amount of people, it takes a lot of work to call or text every single every single person. I, I just right. Wonder. Well, in our staff, we have about three uh, secretaries there. That when they had when we had the stay stay home order, um, we had them go and divide our directory into three parts. Um, most of everyone does have a phone. Mm-hmm. And so we, especially the elderly, they're more into the phone calls, uh, but then we use every Avenue that we have, you know, we have right. Facebook, we have our church app. Um, and uh, of course our, our, our prayer thread in our texts that almost includes everybody. So um, that's what we're trying to do. But the phone calls to these elderly from our staff, uh, has definitely helped, and that's how we get in touch with them. Of course, some of them, they don't have the Facebook, they don't have the church app, they don't have Facebook. So they're the ones that, unfortunately, are are left out from our weekly activities and services. I know Elzar's mm-hmm. doing a great job. He meets, I think, what three times a week. Yeah, for for the uh, for our young young movement, for our mm-hmm. youth and young adults gathering, we we meet three times a week: Sundays, Tuesdays, and Fridays on Zoom. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, but they're a lot. You know, again, they're a lot more savvy in 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 uh, in all this social media. You're right. Our our first generation, our mm-hmm. elderly, are not, and so that's that's just basically the way we we connect with them personally. It's through a phone call. Okay. You know? Yeah. Everybody else yeah. seems to be you know uh, online, Facebook. Right. You know, right. Right. Instagram, yeah. Yeah. It just it, it. I guess it seems churches should just be communicating with every stream of, of uh, communication that they, that they have to, to get as much uh, information out there. Uh, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to ask that question. Uh, so, so what about when, whenever you do open, um, I'd say, you know, we're going to have, hopefully it's by Pentecost Sunday, which is, I believe is the end of, end of May, thir- I think May 31st, something like that. Um, we bring, we say, Hey, we're going to have a, we're going to have a, a, great, you know, reopening again, come on, let's, let's celebrate. Um, do, do you suspect some people to still, you know, kind of be with that stigma of, Oh, I, I don't know about large crowds yet. I don't know if I want to sit in a church, 
you know, ne- very close to people. Um, do you see yourself, you know, creating some social distancing practices there at, at church during your services? Uh, definitely. Uh, again, we're gauging with what the CDC and, you know, our governor and, you know, all our, our officials, you know, in government are, are leading us in to do and what not to do. Um, but I do expect even in our drive-in uh, services, you know, we, we let our people know that I understand if you're not comfortable in coming and we're not going to, mm-hmm. you know, condemn you or criticize you or judge you for that. You know, mm-hmm. you need to do what you feel you need to do to stay safe. And so, you know, if you can come out, great. If not, then, you know, you'll be able to see this on, on YouTube and on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be the same thing once we did open. It's interesting that I've been in a lot of Zoom calls, pastor, superintendent, et cetera. And in some of the places where they've already opened, Georgia was already opened and, and even out of the country, they were surprised because they thought you would have a fluctuation of a lot of people coming in uh, to the service. Uh, only only one third of uh, their congregation showed up. And because they're still, you know, is this too soon? I'm just going to wait. Let me see how this curve, you know, right. uh, pans out. And so, yes, I'm definitely not um, not expecting everybody to come. And, and I understand these still the safety concerns, um, you know, so uh, definitely okay. we'll respect that, but still have everything in play. Uh, or in place as well with uh, masks, you know, if that's where we're at, you know, at that right. point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and so I, I, I want to ask this, this one is a tougher one for, for me. We have a, we have a very vibrant uh, kids ministry, a lot of kids, uh, you know, mocosos, you know, they're, they're touching everything and, and yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're loving kids are loving. They want to, you know, they want to hug on each other and all that stuff. Um would you be, you know, creating any, are you kind of communicating with your children's pastors to say, hey, when we do, when we do reopen, uh, we, we need more, we might need some more help uh, trying to create, you know, some distance between kids. I don't know if you've thought, you know, that far yet. I just, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, so like, well, during all of this, we kept the kids a lot um, active. You know, we have our, our mm-hmm. uh, children's leaders, uh, Lucy and Jesse Garbayo. And they did such a phenomenal job in um, engaging them on YouTube, you know, putting you know, YouTube kids videos, getting different people, uh, I guess, from um, from our district, you know, just kids videos, putting that out. Uh, whenever I do the Sunday services, I would create like cartoons. I would try to get into small animation and um, VR headset, you know, trying to do just different stuff to do a Bible lesson in between our services so that kids would have their own section and stuff. So that was another thing. So that's keeping them engaged, you know, at church. I'm sorry, at home, you know, having church online. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Jesse and Lucy, they did a phenomenal job this this oh, Sunday, yeah. Yeah. this past Sunday as the drive-in. They had gotten, a, a you know, a bag. And they put some stuff in there. But one thing they did was they put like a little piece of paper. Um, it's, a, it's a paper and it has like, um, you know, cartoon drawings on it. But it's like, what was your favorite song you heard today? That was on a guitar. What side of the seat did you sit on there at the car? You know, window side, back seat on the floor, you know, and then it was just asking different questions. What are the three things that would challenge you? Something that pastor said, you know, so it's really like fun and, and cartoonish, but it was a way of keeping them engaged in the car while experiencing this, this, the service in there. So I think that was something phenomenal. And, and the last thing for the drive-in um, is that I think, I think I'm going to go crazy and do a live action drama 
there in the parking lot. Maybe try to bring out Bible Man or something. I don't know. I haven't seen Bible Man in years, but like bring out a Bible Man and do some type of production on stage where he's like chasing the villain down. I don't know something, you know, and you know something where like it's like whoa, and especially with this mm -hmm. FM transmitter stuff, you know that we're yeah. using. If it does stereo, I'll probably do some type of surround sound there. So, you mm -hmm. know, so that's what, you know, the creativity that is for the kids just to keep them active. However, now putting them in a, in a, in a physical place, um, I don't, I don't, I personally don't see classrooms mm -hmm. really being used now. Uh, for now, I think of maybe doing maybe an outside, you know, sit on the grass uh, type of uh, lesson mm -hmm. there. Um, to help, you know, keep that social distancing and that way they're not touching anything. If they're touching it's grass, you know, uh, maybe yeah. take a paper home or something, you know. Um, but that, that's how I kind of see how we're transitioning is still still having class, but it might be outside in the yeah. class. Okay. In the yeah, that, that's a big challenge. Um, you know, they're not opening up schools. Right. They are allowing you for families to sit together uh, in the sanctuary families, you know, uh, immediate family, but you still need the social distancing from the other uh, distancing from the other family. Right. Um, but you can't, you know, you have uh, infants, toddlers, you know, you can't have the nursery. You can't. Uh, so um, that presents a challenge of how long maybe you're going to have to have your service because of the kids, you know, being impatient, their, their mm -hmm. attention span. Um, that would be probably one of the things that we would have to look at, uh, what else are mentioned, either take them outside and, and, uh, putting them, uh, you know, we have the property to do that. But I think from here uh, to then always, always keeping engaged with what, uh, the CDC, what, uh, yeah. our governor is saying and, and what they're saying, especially about, you know, our children and try to, you know, again, go by those guidelines and, and, wisdom and prayer prayer and wisdom is what we need in this to be able to make you, you know it as a pastor we know it as a youth pastor and pastor when everything is going well everybody applauds you yes. the moment one thing happens that's bad all of a sudden you know you're the pastor why did you call it why we was too soon to come to church you guys weren't prepared you know what i'm saying so uh yeah i think wisdom and not just because you can do it maybe it's the time that we should do it and so yeah, wisdom is 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 going to be a, a big key into how we we do this, how we do church today yes. uh, versus how we did it yesterday. Right, right. That's that's great, great point. And I, I just I want to ask one more one more uh, question to to both of you. And uh, you know, Pastor Jr., I know you have years of experience as a, as a pastor, um, and so I know that there's probably a lot of pastors right now just kind of like at the at the outset of all of this making those decisions to to close its doors it was a tough decision for everyone it was a tough decision for me um now reopening um people are probably everyone has an opinion right uh that and that includes people in your in your congregation um and and so as a result of that perhaps some pastors are feeling pressure to to, to stay closed for, you know, indefinite amount of time or to reopen as, as soon as possible. You kind of touched on it already, prayer and wisdom. Um, but what, what other maybe advice um, or a word of encouragement can you give to those pastors who are just kind of sweating right now because they're dealing with this pressure? People's perceptive is their reality. Hmm. And their perception may be totally wrong. 
but that's their reality. Yeah. And so the challenge that we have as pastors, even though it goes contrary to what we may feel or, but we need to see what are sheep really seeing? Yeah. What are they really seeing? Because once I can get their perception, because that is their reality, then I can begin to minister according to their perception, get the fear away, get the anxiety away, uh, you know, whatever it is that they see as their reality that may not even be true, but that's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And if I can, if I can, through God's word, through prayer, um, be able to be willing, and that's the key word, be willing to try and see what they're seeing so that I can help them understand that that's not the reality. I mean, even even uh, yesterday, I was on a call with uh, the Lieutenant Governor, um, uh, Patrick, Dan Patrick, and some of the percentages that they gave us of how, how many people were infected, how many people have died, according to the amount of people. And again, one life that dies from the COVID is one too many, definitely. Yeah. And people are going to, sadly to say, continue to die either from this pandemic or from anything else. So any life loss is one too many. But that's the reality as well of life, that we don't live forever. Right. But the percentages that they were giving us were way, way totally, in a sense, off of what we are seeing a lot of times in the news. Okay? Mm-hmm. Concerns. The concerns are, and we thank God for the concerns of that. But we need to see the reality. We need to see what our people are seeing and how can I come and help you change that picture that may not even be so true that has you gripped in fear, anxiety, you know, and again, uh, using the word of God. So, so how, how do, how are we going to do that? That's one of the things that I'm, I'm focusing now. What is it? What, what are they seeing? What are they hearing? And this is the message that I have to bring of hope with the word of God and, and, uh, and believe that I can change their perspective change the the world that they're in and bring them back yes to or the reality of what, what's happening out there but at mm-hmm. the same time as believers the reality of what the word of god says and the time where god is stretching us do you really trust me in this or, or not so yeah I'm, i don't know if i answered the question yeah, or not, yeah but. Well, definitely now to the pastor as the, the individual um what are you presenting to your people uh when i was coming down the stairs with my son I accidentally slipped on a step with him. I mean, we didn't get hurt or anything. I just just slipped. And I was like, whoa. And my son saw some type of like a scaredness and he got scared. And I was like, no, no, son, it's okay. It's okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. Going down. And so however he sees me, that's what he's going to believe as well. So as a, as a pastor to the sheep, True. right, as a senior pastor, as a pastor, as a, as a youth pastor, as a, you know, children's pastor, if we're presenting that, oh my God, we don't know anything and we're right. scared and we're causing a panic good, good, good. no one's going to come back to your church yeah. uh, and so i you know i'm not saying this because my dad but dad has never in the zoom calls never has showed we're scared dad says here's just the next steps here's what we're going to mm-hmm. do and then the long conversations we've had on our own time away from the church has been better preparing on you know mm-hmm. what we're going to do next and stuff so so if you're a pastor and maybe you've been kind of just not saying anything that could kind of show that hey maybe our pastor is scared or maybe you're not really presenting the right message on social media right now or whatever, maybe I just want to encourage you to just like, you know, Hey, just take control here. God is in control. Uh, let's, let's be mindful of what, what the government's telling us to do. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's plan the next steps with our team here on a zoom call and a phone call. 
Hey, this is what yeah. we're going to do for our church. And let's, let's blast it. Say, hey, this is the plan. We're going to do another Zoom call for the church. Or we're going to do Facebook Live for the church. And just give them like, hey, we're not scared. We're moving forward, but we're going to take the right precautions. So That's good. Yeah. That's very good. Yes, that's one awesome. One of the things, and I know it's not one of your questions, um, but one of the things that has been my concern, and, and I think as pastors is where, you know, like Elzar was saying, um, what are the people seeing in us? What are we projecting? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that has affected everybody is the economic uh, finances. The economy is like never before, you know, yeah. in its lowest. Um, but as believers and especially as pastors, I think we need to model uh, our faith and trust in God. Somebody said, we're not in it for the money. Nobody's in it. But without it, you can't be in it. You know, mm-hmm. you can't keep mm-hmm. the church closed. I mean, open. You can't, you know. Right. You can't pay your staff. You can't, you know, people are out of, uh, are unemployed. And so I, I, I just pray that we don't put as pastors, even though we have the same needs as others financially, that we don't put our financial need because if people come, people are going to give people come, they don't come, they don't give their tithes. They don't give their offers. But if I can give them to come to church, Oh, this is an opportunity. Now I can open next Sunday. I just hope that we don't put our financial need mm-hmm. or the safety and the health of our congregation. Yes. And we must model and believe it. We believe the Bible and we must believe that just in times past, whenever there was a pandemic, when there was there's, when there, whenever there was crisis, God always provided either through a, a raven, uh, mm-hmm. either through um, a prophet that would come and say, hey, your, your flower is not going to run out. Your oil is not, not going to diminish. And whenever the need was greater than the supply, God yes. multiplied the fishes and God multiplied the bread and not only met the need, but he says, and here's leftover. Right. And, and I think those are some of the things that we need to declare over our people, congregation, their cupboards, their, you know, their, their refrigerators mm-hmm. and say, God, yeah. you, you did it in the past and you're still the same yesterday, today, and you'll continue being the same forever to take care and, 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 and uh, provide for your people. Psalms 91, and I'll finish with that. Uh, there's a translation that says this, your faithful promises are our shield and our protection. Amen. Yes. So anyway. That's great. That's great. Thank you. Thank you both for, for your insight. Uh, really, really appreciate it. I think it's very valuable for, for everyone. Um, you know, the big takeaway here is, like you said, you know, wisdom in prayer, prayer and wisdom. That's, that's the way that we manage this. And uh, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't get too desperate where we, where we do something which we shouldn't have done. Right. Um, and we're always seeking God. We're trusting in him because everything is, we're in his hands. We're in his hands. And, uh, you know, God has definitely done something during these past several weeks, just within the whole, you know, the, the capital C church, right. Uh, we've, we've seen, I, I mean, I, I can testify to, to our church. I mean, we've seen, you know, salvation. We, we have seen people coming for prayer, people joining us online who don't even live in the city of Houston. They've never, you know, came, they've never stepped foot in our church and, and they're, we're bringing the church to, uh, to people. And, and this is, it's a great time, great opportunity for churches. Um, even though some of us may be feeling it, um, you know, it, God is, God is doing something and, and that's where our trust is. So, Thank you both uh, for for your time. Um, I don't want to take up too much of it, but uh, thank you for for joining us. And uh, God bless you guys in your ministry uh, moving forward. You know, we wish you we wish you the very best. 
Likewise. Blessings to you. Thank Bye-bye. You. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was my interview with pastors J.R. and Elazar Rodriguez of, of uh, Vida City Church here in Houston, Texas. Uh, again, if you want to check out the other interviews with Pastor Matt Hammerski um, and Brandon Barber, you can go to our Facebook page and you can check out the content there. We went we went live via Zoom with all these three interviews. Um, and, and so if you want more content, you want more ideas, you can go there. Um, but I hope that this episode has at least provided some ideas um, or insight into what the next you know week or two or couple weeks looks like in terms of reopening your church doors again um you know and and please consider the fact that the church has never closed we have been active i would say even more active than we have been had been in the in the past several years i mean i i feel like this is the busiest time for for pastors um and and many other pastors that i have the pleasure of talking to share that same sentiment this is just a really time a busy time for churches so um the church isn't isn't a building. It is a people. Yes, obviously, we want the people to all gather in one building again, and that's the purpose of this episode. So I hope that it helped uh, you in that decision-making process. Guys, we will be back in a couple weeks with another episode. Um, I know that the schedule has been, again, it's just been a little bit off recently because um, I've just had some canceled uh, interviews with you know some of some of the the uh, guests that I had already lined up. You know I, I said this on a previous episode. I think a lot of leaders are just out there in the field and, and, and doing what they do, but in a in a way that they've never done it before. This is all new to everybody, and and so a lot of our energy is just being focused to that. So, anyways, I will continue doing my best to bring you guys this this content. Thank you for those of you who have reached out letting me know that uh, you miss it. I I appreciate that. And that that really means a lot. So, all right, guys, God bless you. Um, Be safe out there. And uh, and I will see you in a couple weeks. See you later.